This is Reverend Kirk Lawton, minister at Ocean Lakes Family Campground, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that this message may enrich your life as you find God especially meaningful to you. Thank you for worshiping with us. Last Sunday, I concluded the message saying that I had more to say about top priority, but that I would save it until today. So let's get right into it. Pick up where we left off last Sunday. There are two other matters that I want to lay before us today, things to which God would have us give top priority. First of these, the church. Now, just to mention the word church today becomes somewhat of a controversial subject. In our society, there are so many who have abandoned the organized church, saying that it's out of touch with where people are, that it's a man-made organization, and you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. While it may be true that some churches have gone astray from the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, this surely cannot be justification for throwing out all churches. Sadly, there are some preachers who seem to get their sermon texts from the Reader's Digest or for some political scandal sheet. But if you find yourself being exposed to that kind of preaching, I have a suggestion for you. It's time to go shopping. <laughs> all churches are not like some churches. <clears throat> if you happen to have if you've had that sad experience of going to a doctor uh, who later is successfully sued for medical malpractice, you'd be foolish indeed to conclude that all doctors and everyone else in the medical profession is of the same stripe. The Church of Jesus Christ is not a denomination, not a building, not a club. The church is a body of people who have come together confessing their sins, asking for God's rich forgiveness, and supporting each other as they try to grow in Christ-likeness. It's a group, the word, the Greek word is ekklesia, the called out. It is not a group of perfect people. It is composed of a bunch of sinners saved by God's grace. As for the idea that you can become a good Christian without attending a church and becoming identified with others of like mind, where do we ever get the idea that you can worship just as well out on the beach or holding a fishing pole in your hand? We sometimes quote that scripture from Hebrews 10, verse 25, which says, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. But do you know what the context of that verse is, the surrounding verses? The author is speaking here of those who are denying their own faith and he urges that we hold fast the profession of our faith. This clear implication here is that those who forsake the assembling of themselves together are actually denying the faith. You mean if you don't go to church, you're denying the faith? You may ask, preacher, are you suggesting really that I am denying my faith if I'm not an active member and faithful in worship attendance and the church of my choice? Is that what you're saying, preacher? My answer is no, I am not saying that. But the Bible is saying that. We would all do well to put more priority with the church as we strengthen it, not just by putting our name on some church roll, 
but also by faithfulness to it in every way. Now, you may be one of those super strong spiritual Christians who feels that you don't need the organized church. Well, if so, maybe God's calling you to be there to help others to grow, to be a wonderful person that you claim to, like you claim to be. When we realize that Jesus died, Jesus gave his life for the church, then we need to support that to which Jesus gave top priority. The church in the, church in the Bible is called the Bride of Christ. Well, let me mention just one other matter to which our Lord gave top priority. This is your own soul. Oh, how it frightens me to see these days the casual manner in which some people regard their soul. Everywhere there are those who live as if they're expecting to live forever on this earth. With no apparent thought of God, His Son Jesus, or His will for their lives. Do you really believe that a soul is eternally lost without Jesus? Do you believe that God told the truth when He said, the soul that sinneth, it shall die? And how can we explain the way in which people go on in a sinful, willful way with no witness for God other than maybe an occasional dropping in at church when somebody gets after them or maybe when there's a special musical treat there which gives them a good feeling? God has created every one of us for something great, but He cannot bring great things to bear in our lives unless he has our cooperation to do his will. A missionary serving on the coast of Africa some years ago watched very intently as two small boys were playing marbles in the sand. There was nothing unusual about that. This missionary lady had often watched young boys shoot marbles. But this time, she noticed that the marbles these boys were using seemed to shine a bit more than was normal for a glass marble. And so she asked if she might see those marbles. Holding them in her hands, the missionary discovered that these little boys were playing marbles with diamonds. Now, will diamonds make good marbles? Oh, yes, definitely. But they are far too valuable to be used for that purpose. Likewise, your own soul is far too valuable in the sight of God for you to throw it away on something that is second rate. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? One day when Jesus was speaking to a group of people who had gathered around him, he said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That's Matthew 6, 33. Jesus was not here making an empty promise nor was he stating what he hoped would be the case in the event people would seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. Oh no, those words are true throughout all eternity. God will keep that promise to all those today who are willing to put first things first. Some years ago, a soldier was about to leave home and his friends to go overseas. He would be gone for several long years as he told his young son goodbye, it almost broke his heart. And so he tried to ease that moment by saying to his son, you know that tricycle that you've been wanting for so long? Well, I've bought it for you, and here it is. 
the little fella pushed the tricycle aside and said with tears in his eyes, Daddy, I don't want that tricycle. I want you. This is what God is saying to you and me today. He doesn't primarily want our money, even though he did put a high priority on our stewardship relationship with him. God does not primarily want us to attend church, even though he did put a high priority on our not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. The main thing that God wants from each of us is to give him the gift of ourselves. God came to us many years ago in the person of his son Jesus to show us just how much he loves us. He doesn't force that love on us, but he stands at our heart's door and he knocks awaiting entrance. He wants to come into your life so that he can give you the greatest blessing you've ever imagined. He wants to offer to you his peace, his power to cope with those problems that you face his strength to overcome your weakness. Jesus said, more than anything else, put God's work first. Do what he wants, and then the other things will be yours as well. Top priority. God wants you today. What is your answer? Oh, Lord, help us to make the answer a firm yes, I give you my heart, my life, my all. I surrender all to you. Take my life, use me, and give me the blessing that you have promised. This I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.